Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. What up, everybody? Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This is Nuanez Now. One-stop shop for all things sports. Maybe a little bit of pop culture, some music, all of the above. Right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Missed anything in the first hour. Had a fun first hour. Talked a little bit about Sentinel Sports. How did Missoula Sentinel become the greatest individual little athletic department in the last generation at least in the city of missoula and i'm not trying to play this up like it's the greatest thing in the history of the state of montana because there's been some outstanding athletic departments in the state of montana but there's been some different hurdles in missoula than any other of the quote-unquote cities in montana for quite some time and missoula sentinels figured out the formula so regime and i hashed that out why what has happened at missoula sentinel how are they able to do this we also talked uh, about a very good cause, Wear It for Barrett. Mm-hmm. Lacey Stone from the Wear It for Barrett Foundation joined us. So foundation is simple, folks. Wear your helmet, especially if you're a kid. If you're riding your rollerblades, biking, skateboarding, any of that stuff, just put a helmet on, man. That's it. It's easy. And they are doing a great thing by raising money to then donate helmets, to buy helmets, to make sure mm-hmm. helmets are available to everybody involved, to educate people about why helmets are important. So the Wear It for Barrett Foundation, Wear It for Barrett, B-E-R-R-E-T-T dot org. You can go there and donate or find out more about that organization. Missed anything in the first hour of the show. You can find it on the podcast. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Any and all of your podcast hosting platforms, please rate Review, subscribe, all those good things. Five stars, certainly preferred. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Remember, we got a great giveaway going on. A stay and play at the Coraline Resort Hotel. We have two 18-hole rounds of golf and a night at the Coraline Resort. For one lucky winner, all you got to do is send us evidence of you listening to Nuanas now. I'm not going to hash it out. I'm not going to keep giving you ideas. Be creative. 
Send us evidence, 888-1029, of you listening to Nuanas now. Whatever way you want to do it, it doesn't have to be between 4 and 6. It can be any time. Do be a little bit courteous because these these texts do come through to both myself and Tommy's cell phone. So, I mean, if you wanted to do it at 3.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get to it, but don't expect a prompt response or any at all. But you can enter anytime, 888-1029, and we'll be announcing a winner next Friday in preparation for our stay-and-play giveaway at the Coeur d'Alene Resort and Hotel. We're really excited for that. And also, if you want to be involved in the show in any and every way, no matter what way you want to be involved, you can also give us a call or shoot us a text at that same number, 406-888-1029. Happy about Reese and uh, Tommy getting the uh, the text and phone lines rolling as well as getting us that new number because that's one. We, we This is actually funny. Have you ever, do you know that there's auctions for phone numbers sometimes? Like if phone numbers are available, like you can't just go steal somebody's phone number. Right, I know that. But if there's a phone number available, sometimes there's an auction for it. I don't know why they would. Like eight six seven five three zero nine. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. And so whatever, for whatever reason, we got engaged in an auction to uh, win eight 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 one zero two nine. Because if you listen to ESPN Radio National, it's been one eight 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 say ESPN forever. One eight 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 say ESPN. That's been the number. For every talk yeah. show on ESPN Radio. Always. Forever. Forever and ever and ever. So we were like, well, we need to get the 888-1029. I don't know why this was in demand. We didn't have to spend some exorbitant amount of money on it. I mean, it cost like $25, $26 bucks to win the auction or whatever. But it was an auction process. That's weird. We did have to do it. And, and it took a long time. We've been trying to get this for a minute. Ever since we moved over to the studio... Uh, what was it? February, February. or night or, or yeah. March of twenty nine or twenty twenty? Twenty twenty. Because it was right before the shutdown hit. Because yep. yep. we were freaking scrambling. I mean, we I was we're moving stuff into this place at three o'clock. Reese was too. We were moving it in three o'clock in the morning for a couple of days before everything got shut down. But uh, we've been trying to get it since then. So that's a good win by our engineering guys in the back. So um, very cool. A lot of stuff to get to here in the second hour. But first and foremost. We have a, a cool thing coming up on Saturday, next Saturday, not this Saturday, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. This is uh, revitalizing my inner child. Yay! Uh, you're you're a, you're a psychology guy. You're a guy that's yeah. been a counselor forever. Yeah, let's go. If you, as a, a psychologist or or someone that was was giving me counseling, if you were to ask me, Coulter, what was the influence in your life that got you to the seat you're sitting in right now? Why are you? Coulter, um, what influence in your life got you to sit at the seat at this table present day? Threefold. Let's hear it. When I was eight years old, I, so first of all, both of my parents are the youngest of five in their families. Both of my parents are from World War II families, which is, uh, that shows you how far apart the generations are. Mm-hmm. Like for example, my father's father was not 50, he, he was 52 when my father was born. And he was not, he was 82 when I was born. So my, my great-grandfather, Letatio Nuanas, he died of old age at the age of 91 when I was 12 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy how far the generations are spaced out. My mother's side of the family was similar. My mother's father passed away when she was uh, still in middle school. And my mother's mother was 41 when my mother was born, which is very, very old considering this is in 1957. I mean, that was like yeah. a miracle that, that even happened. Uh, that's right? like a yeah, geriatric pregnancy. Times a million, yeah. right? Um, and so that's just a little background on me because I, I do think that your grandparents have a huge influence on in raising you, right? Me in particular, absolutely. So I had World War II slash Depression era influences in my family, mm. but only for a short amount of time because all of my grandparents were dead by the time I was 14 years old. Only one through tragic fashion. The other three were just because they were old. Because the, the, That's crazy. Because our families were, generations were so spaced out. Um, regardless... That then gets to the point where my brother and I are, I think, the third. I have uh, 23 cousins on my dad's side of the family, and I have, uh, I think, 14 cousins on my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And there's only two cousins on either side of the family that are younger than my brother and I. So we're the youngest cousins by a long shot. You're the babies. So one of my my mom's sister, her kids are some of our closest cousins, mm-hmm. but they're all between 8 and 15 years older than us. So my cousin Casey who I, I think is 13 years older than I am. When he was in college, he came to live with us. Uh, and I was like eight years old. And he was in the process of moving. He's just a college kid. He's going to go back for his senior year at Willamette. Okay, whatever. 
he brings me all of his baseball cards. So now I have this gigantic collection of baseball cards. Well, then my neighbor up the street, Jared Spiker, he gives me all his baseball cards, too. You probably know Spiker. Yeah. Spiker Communication. Spiker Communication. Yeah, Wes totally. Wes and Chris were, were yep. great great yep. Uh, neighbors of ours. And Jared was a big influence in my life. But he gave me a bunch of his cards, too. Well, um, then my Uncle Bill, he... So I got into cards. And then about two years later, I'm like a little savant that's just loving all these cards. <laughs> well, then I, I found my Uncle Bill's cards, and he's got... All the vintage, like oh boy, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. Oh boy, the best of the best. At this moment, I've been subscribed to Beckett, which is like the catalog that shows oh, what all the cards the are. The holy worth. grail, exactly. And so I'm looking through my uncle Bill's cards. I'll never forget this. I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. I'm looking through. I'm like, dude, this dude's got the the majority of the nineteen fifty two top set, which is the you talk about holy grail, the holy grail of baseball cards that has ever existed. And he's got a fifty two mantle. I'm screaming. I'm like, Mom, Aunt Mary, Bill has a fifty two mantle. They're like, what does that mean? I'm like Do you see my face? I'm like Do I'm, you see my face? I'm, I'm sitting here like, Mom, this card in mint condition is worth like twenty five thousand dollars. Easy. They're like, no, 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 no. Cards aren't worth that much. Blah blah blah. I was like no, 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 you no. don't understand. So then I go to my Uncle Bill directly. I said, Bill, dude, I'm mow your lawn for that you card. You have so <laughs> many cards. And he was like, well, what do you think they're going to be worth? And I'm like, I'm not kidding you, man. I think you have tens of thousands of dollars worth of cards. Easily. And he was like, no, 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 no. That's not possible. And I, was, I said, well, one of my neighbors at the time was a memorabilia dealer. So I said, okay. We're going to take care of this. We're going to go... Go get him assessed. Go get him assessed. We're going to get him appraised. Mm-hmm. So I get him appraised, and he, of course, the memorabilia dealer wants the whole 52 tops straight up, straight out. I mean, I'm in sixth or seventh grade, so my Uncle Bill's like, well, I'll give you like a 1.5% referral fee. I don't care. I know nothing about numbers, nothing yeah. about money, whatever. So I end up organizing all these I cars. I would still say pay me, though, on oh, the back sure, side. You know what I'm trying? For sure. But I end up organizing all these cars and getting them all ready and deal them to this broker dealer. I made enough money to buy a ski pass all the way through my high school career as well as two different new ski sets. And my uncle made enough money to buy a brand new Porsche. (laughs) That's what the cards are worth. This is all to come around to say that I have been obsessed with sports trading cards for a long time. It comes from both the influence of having them presented to me as a young kid, Mm -hmm. pouring over them, organizing them, memorizing the stats, all those fun things. Yes. But also... uh, Probably the the iteration of myself as an entrepreneur and uh, knowing what things are worth. But also, my father was an underground miner who uh, was always searching for, and then in his later career, drilling for for precious metals. Why are precious metals worth something? Why are gold and silver and diamonds worth something? Because they're rare. The rarity it's of the them. The exact same thing as cards. Buddy, you appreciate I collect comic books. I'm I'm the you know uh, I'm the dork to your nerd. That's, you know what I'm saying? Exactly so right. I, I feel what you're saying. That's man. exactly right. So this is all to say then that Do it. next Saturday we have a great event coming up. It is uh, the first annual Missoula Sports Cards and Memorabilia Show presented by Zootown Sports Cards at the Missoula Fairgrounds. Uh, next Saturday from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. 50 vendors will have booths. It's free for entry. Anybody can come on down. And uh, you can come wheel and deal with us. I'm excited to meet all my fellow collectors. I'm also excited to meet any of you guys that come out. So come see me. Come see everybody. There'll be a lot of great memorabilia and cards on display. And it's presented by one of our great friends at this show, Zootown Sports Cards. So right now, it's time for another RIP session. We do this about once a month here. We we reveal some of the memorabilia. So I got the 2021 Bowman. Bowman is the... the, uh, it's a, a, a an awesome pursuit because minor league baseball, although it's been sort of skewed over the last couple of years with all the changes, it's the one area where you have pros that aren't in the show, so to speak. So if you get rookie cards from Bowman when these guys are in triple A AAA or double A, and then they become Albert Pujols or Mike Trout or Ichiro Suzuki or whatever, those are the rookie cards that are worth the absolute most. So I got the Bowmans. Regime has got the... Uh, Donner's Chronicles, I believe. No, no, these are uh, these are the uh, Panini contenders. <laughs> Panini for the, contenders for right. uh, the 2021 draft picks for football. For football. So there's a lot of rookie cards. There's also a guaranteed autograph in here as well. You want that Trevor Lawrence, don't oh, you? Yes, son? yes, you do. Okay, so you you go you go through yours. First. Well, I'll go through mine first, and I'll let you know what uh, I got. So you I got, do that. 
I got a little. So mostly, so what you're looking for is these is these special inserts, right? So here's one. I, I got one here for everybody watching on TV. This is the Bowman Chrome Talent Pipeline. So you got a couple uh, prospects for the Oakland A's. Nick Allen, who's in single A. Luis Barrera, who's in double A. And Grant Holmes, who's in triple A. But these are the kind of cards you can get down at Zootown Sports Cards. Also got a couple refractors here from both Jason Dominguez, who's an outfielder for the Yankees, and Nick Lofton, who is a shortstop for the Kansas City Royals. And a couple other highlights of the pack. Nothing special in terms of the inserts, but some good players, some of my best, some of my favorite players. Francisco Lindor, formerly of the Cleveland Indians, now of the uh, New York Mets, as well as Yadi Molina, who's the catcher for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. You got anything good over there, Rajim? Yeah, I'm really jealous, and I'm 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 on the record. I'm about to offer this man money because out of all the cards that could be signed by a rookie, it's the Giants' first round draft pick. Who you got? My man Kadarius. Are you kidding me, Kadarius? Are you kidding me? That's that's. Florida. Are you kidding me? Okay, so first round draft pick. That's my this, dude this, this year. Is, this is a sweet autograph too. By the way. This is just. This is not part of this promotion. This is just my advice to you as a human. If you like in collecting things, that's awesome. If you do like collecting cards, take care of them. Make the extra investment. Buy yourself some sleeves, sleeves some pages, yeah. all that stuff. Protect them because, like, that autograph is nice, but if it smudges, it ain't no good. But by the way, in terms of this card show next Saturday, it's not tomorrow, but it's June twelfth down at the Missoula Fairgrounds. We will have JS Authentication there. JS Authentication, the number one autograph authentication company in the United States of America. So come see us down at the Missoula Fairgrounds for the Missoula uh, Card and Memorabilia Show. I got one more pack here. Listen to it's that, my Chris pa- Foyle. Panini contenders for basketball. If you think this is silly, by the way, it's not because it's not just a child's hobby. First of all, to say anybody's hobby is silly is that's on you. Get more joy in your life. <laughs> but other than that, pick, pick one up right, along the pick line. One like, up. Find something like if to I do. Just, if I just enjoy great pictures of people and I want to collect cards so I can have an archived version of their stats and and you know have something to show my kids or Rajim's kids or anybody, that's that's what it is. But if you're a hater on the actual just collecting of it. You want to know why this is worth so much money. It's all economics, man. It's supply and demand. It's all about the market. Which is not a childish thing. At all. Shazam. Like, this is crazy. The way that the NBA has exploded internationally, particularly in Asia, particularly Particularly. in China, has made the card market for um, NBA players insane. So, I'm not trying to scare anybody off, but, like, the, the the packs we just opened, cool. So, you know... These are probably both $10 packs. Great. You're gonna and and regime hit an autograph, so now all of a sudden he's got this Kadarius Tony. Like, this is good. What's up, man? But what I'm saying is these NBA cards, I mean, this is a $50 pack right here. What's up? Because that's how that's how lucrative these cards are. So let's see what we got in here. By the way, this is the greatest promotion in the history of radio. Zootown Sports Cards, you're getting your money. Love you lots, Jason and Hillary. Uh, but this, as they know, that's how I sold them. I told them, dude, I got this seat on the radio because of sports cards, I promise. Dude, we just got called nerds by my girl, Mags. I'm, let's I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm making a phone call at the break. Hey, tell her to just come in here and say it to our face. Dude, don't. She'll call. She'll, hey, that's hey, it. She'll do it. Mags, 888-1029. <laughs> 888-1029. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Got a little Vernon Carey Jr. rookie card with Ooh. a little autograph on there. That's probably the money pack. Got a little mellow in here. Got a little PG-13, although he, I'm out on him. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. How about you getting a little Patrick Mahomes in there? And Mahomes was good, too. Okay, so to parlay this into actual talk radio, thank you for uh, imbibing <laughs> and indulging in, in, our, in our childhood uh, 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 exploits here. But... Regardless, come on, see it. Come down and see us, Missoula Fairgrounds, next Saturday, and uh, check out all our cards. I was going through all my cards that I'm gonna bring down there last uh, earlier this week. They're they're all at my ma's house, and uh, Mama Nunu. I got some good ones, man. I got some good ones. She's not listening today. Dude. She's in L.A. For Where's my? I usually get a really nice compliment from I know. your mom. I love moms. Moms are the best. My mom's in L.A. right now, so hopefully she's navigating the... Uh, what you want for that, son? The big city. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook joining me. Bonjour. Nuana's in studio. Okay, so I got a couple talking points here. First of all, per my Vernon Carey Jr. autograph, twofold, 
busted. First of all, I think it's hilarious that Vernon Carey Sr., who was one of the biggest fat face portly bruising <laughs> offensive lineman yes. that we've seen him. Mean, he was like he was like the the ying to Vince Wolfworks yang at Miami oh, and then he was Lord. a first round draft pick and he played in the NFL for like ten years. I just think it's hilarious that he has a son who is like uh, rail thin. Uh, rail thin NBA <laughs> basketball player. I mean great genes but like good job also as a dad to make him be the six eight guy who was two ten instead of the six eight guy that's Four ten, <laughs> yeah, or or he just got cut off at the fridge because dad was already in it. <laughs> that's, right. that's right, that's right, total changer. But I have always thought that this is what I want. My this is my reality. This is my dream reality TV show. Mm, Busted. Don't give me all these plastic surgery shows, these wedding dress shows, these rich people with lifestyles I'm never going to be able to fulfill. Give me, get the Kardashians out of here. I want the reality TV show that is. The, the veteran offensive and defensive lineman in the NFL, what they eat. Give me a day in the life of Vince Wolfork. I want to know what Vince Wolfork at the peak of his Pro Bowl defensive tackle stage, what is this fool eating? Because it was like 26,000 calories. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, if you are. Or a setting. If you like. I get there's genetics involved, there's body structure, all these things. But if you are straight up working out for a living and you're a professional athlete and you are also fast and explosive and in cardiovascular health and you still have a gut that weighs 100 pounds because you weigh 380, that is a phenomenal thing. That is an anomaly of science. I want to know what they eat. Buddy, uh, I liken that exact uh, scenario that you're painting to sumo wrestlers. These guys are big, and when you look at their health, they're not unhealthy. Their 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 body mass index. I mean, although they're big people, their their fat in their fat is it really isn't there. They're sure. just massive, totally. massive uh, humans. Uh, but to me, that's exactly. I would love to see that. Vince Wolfork probably ate his his chest barrel his barrelly chest weight in burgers every day. For sure, man. Easily. For sure. I told this story on Monday's show, and, and God rest his soul, Jesse Sims passed away tragically. Rest in peace, over the brother. Weekend, man. And it was it was a gut punch. It really sucked, man. And and talking to everybody around the community, if there was a silver lining, I would tell you it's that and everybody felt it. And I think that's the best part of living in Montana is, mm-hmm. is people around the community mm-hmm. really did felt it. They were they were afflicted by it. But that still doesn't ease the pain. I mean, I hardly know Jesse. You you probably met him along the way several times. But I feel so I still feel so bad for his parents and his siblings and his fiance and all his good friends that play with the with him on the Grizz. Yes, sir. All that stuff. But it all goes to say that Jesse was one of the biggest animals I ever met in terms of pumping it out in the weight room, getting it done in the uh, off the field conditioning, and also pounding the calories to make sure he had the weight. I mean, this dude by the time he is a senior, he is two eighty five with a straight 12-pack, but he was also eating 10,000 calories a day. I told this story on Tuesday's show, but i never forget, before fall camp practice, before his junior year, he had just become number 37. And I, I got to go out to an early morning practice, and he comes over to the interview, and he's like, hey, do you mind if I just eat this breakfast burrito while I'm doing the interview? I'm like, dude, do you do to you? But I'm, but I'm like, dude, how are you eating a full breakfast burrito before practice? He's like... It's all good, bro. I already had... I already dude, had, a breakfast burrito to Jess is like you eating a Twix. That's what I'm saying. Like He's like, I already ate breakfast, dude, and I already had a weightlifting session, and I'm already in it. So anyways, if him at 285 is doing that, Vince Wolfberg's probably eating a 24-rack of ribs before practice. Like, if you're weighing 265, man, no, thank it's you. crazy. Yeah, no thanks. Nuana's now. Rajim Seabrook joining me. Coulter Nuana's in the studio. Okay, so in terms of your card, though, I want to talk about this. What's up, man? Straight cash, Darius Coney. Next Tyreek Hill. The, the, Kadarius Tony was the second uh, draft pick by the New York Giants, right? Or was this the no, first because they, they traded Drown? They traded, they traded <clears throat> and went down, but picked him up in the process and an additional pick. So does uh, Kadarius, excuse me, Tony. KTZ. Is out of Florida. Just one season at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. But do you really think he's the next Tyreek Hill? Because I have another comparison for him. If you look at how he moves after the catch, his body movement most reminds me of Tyreek Hill. Not explosion or body control, but just the way in which he moves uh, after catching it reminds me a lot of Tyreek Hill. I know this. Tyreek Hill is the glorifying uh, comparison because Tyreek Hill is an awesome player in the Ridiculous. NFL right now. He's one of the most unstoppable weapons in the league. He reminds me of Percy Harvin. I know that's low. Hang, I know that's low hanging fruit because Percy Harvin is from 
Florida? Florida, yeah. I, I, but mm. Percy Harvin also had to battle with both the injury bug as well as personal demons. And he was a g- good player. Mm, he was. In fact, he was a very good player when he was at his best. But he never had the longevity or the steadiness that he deserved. He also got put in a very tough situation going from those University of Florida teams, which were fully lawless and getting sent to the tundra of Minneapolis in Minnesota. And then sort of bouncing around and being this pawn when he got to the Seahawks. And Mm -hmm. he just never stayed healthy. If he could have stayed healthy, though, I mean, Percy Harvin's got a name because Percy Harvin was so dangerous when he He was healthy. Very good. Tony reminds me more of Percy Harvin than he does Tyree Kill, and I mean that actually in a compliment. No, I, I actually I, think I, I feel you. I actually that. think Percy Harvin's more diverse than Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's elite skill is among the most elite skills in the history of the league. I mean, he's just straight up the fastest, quickest dude human in, ever. The, in the it's league. Ridiculous. I mean, I mean, dude runs four three with or without pads. That's his whole thing, and yep. he, he does have some quicks. But Harvin had the whole. Bend and stop and yeah. dead leg you and go back and forth and whatever. Kadarius That's what does Kadarius that really well. Reminds. He has a lot of wiggle in his step, a lot of bounce. So he's coming to the New York Giants. You must love this, right? Dude, I love that. I so love what are that. the Giants going to do, though? Because I saw a stat the other day. I've been trying to justify why I don't think Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, is the answer. Because you don't take quarterbacks out of the ACC. You draft point guards in that's, the first round. That's That's true. That's part of it. He does come with the uh, the the immense pressure of the tag of being from the David Cutcliffe school. Cutcliffe was both of the Manning boys' uh, coaches, both Peyton at Tennessee and Eli at Ole Miss. Yes. And then he was the head coach at Duke uh, when Daniel Jones was there. So, I mean, right there, that's enough overshadow because, like, not only you in that system, but then you're replacing Eli Manning to boot. So you almost he almost gets the double whammy from one source. And, but my whole thing with uh, Danny Jones, I saw the statistic that revealed it to me. Oh, the is it the turnovers? The number one and number two most prevalent fumblers in the history of the NFL, Daniel Jones, have been Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones over yep. the last two years, which is horrible. It's a horrible thing. Horrible stats. That and 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 I think that it's accentuated by the fact that he plays for the Giants. Because the feast and famine of him is amazing. One of the things that when you play for the, the especially the East Coast giant media markets, if you play in those areas, you're from there. Yes, sir. Grew up with New it. York, Philadelphia, Boston. The way to say that, Boston. I even the, you even threw a little accent the, in there. I like it. Way to go. The uh, the rash takes the the overreactions are visceral crazy, are crazy and so all of a sudden Danny Dimes goes and he has that one game on Monday Night Football where he, he throws three touchdowns and rushes for another he's looking like the freak, second coming Michael somebody. Vick in the yeah. in the zone read like he's like running away from people so now he's high then the next week he has three fumbles now he's just eviscerated garbage that's what I worry about though is is just the uh, the 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 roller coaster that he's gonna have to go on because I actually do think he has great potential. Mm-hmm. I just think if he, I don't know, I, I don't know where I'm at in terms of his ability to handle the media market, and it is sort of sad that that has a huge influence on your development. But sad or not, it's the it's the truth. It's the truth, and I think I think so far he's done a really good job of handling the pressures of not only being a quarterback but a New York Giants quarterback, and I think outside of Philly, L.A., and Boston, the harshest sports markets on the, in America. Um, the his first year, I'm going to give it to him as a rookie. His second year, I don't feel like they put anything around him for him to develop. And then if you look at this offseason, Gettleman just went literally headfirst, spent a lot of money, very splashy uh, in free agency, and then did you know created a coup in the draft, not only for this year, but creating a bunch of stash picks for next year. So it's kind of a make or break, not only for, for, for Danny Dimes, but it's a make or break for the organization as well to, 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 to support this young man to get better and make more progress along his way. We keep on delaying all the things I'm actually telling you to talk about that we're going to talk about, <laughs> but that's because we love stringing you along. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Hope you're having a great Friday night. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. We actually are going to talk about Mike Krzyzewski and superstars in the NBA, plus a question about Montana Gatorade Players of the Year when it comes to basketball. Drew Wyman from Great Falls is the guy, but why is it so one-sided in terms of Gatorade Players of the Year from both boys and girls basketball getting the shot at the highest level. We'll talk about that. Coach K, 
and NBA superstars right after this. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. You're listening to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Good to be back on SWX Montana. Had a couple uh, high school graduations, some baseball stuff. Preempted us earlier this week, but we will be rolling on SWX Montana for the foreseeable future. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. Greetings. I hope everybody has great plans for their weekend. All right, we've been delaying this for a long time, so now we're going to go quick hitters. (laughs) Let's go. Mike Krzyzewski shocks the sporting world by retiring earlier this week from the uh, head post as the Duke Blue Devils. Mike Krzyzewski was hired, to put this in perspective... One day before Ronald Reagan was initially inaugurated as the President of the United States. Is that 1980? 1980. How's about that, boys and That's girls? That's amazing. I know my history. A couple years before Regime was born. Uh, no, that's actually not true. That was after I was born. I know. I, I, was, know. I was already rocking. I know. I know. You're you're the only guy I know that pulls the girly card where you're like so offended when people tell you how old, when I tell people how old you are. You're a beautiful man, dude. Your, Thank your, you. your wisdom is. Thank you, sir. I mean, your age is fully irrelevant because you're connected to people of all ages. True. You're only as old as the community that you hold court with. If that's the case, then I am a young man and an old man all at once, and that's the best part about it. Let's go, baby, New that's Year and Father Time, thing, man. That's the whole thing is to have the full Balance. array of the experience. I like that. Get Thank yourself you, a friend that's twenty years younger than you, and get yourself a friend that's twenty years older than you. I promise you, it will be one of the most fulfilling things in your life. One of my best friends of Bozeman, Montana, Neil Christensen. God bless his soul. He was what sixty years older than me, maybe sixty-five. Neil passed away at 87 about five years ago, but I got to know him at the gym I used to work at over there in Bozeman, and he started inviting me to his card games, and he seriously became one of my best friends, man. And I'm That's telling cool. you, people out there, I'm telling you, don't let age be the thing. Be vulnerable. Engage in being a good friend with somebody that's way older than you and way younger than you. I promise you, you will enjoy it. I, I promise what you. What good advice. Like the What I got most out of that is be vulnerable. That's right. It's okay. It's okay, man. Being vulnerable does not mean being weak. For sure. Especially for men, brothers, my brethren. Exactly. Being vulnerable does not make you weak, men. Exactly. Exactly. Here we are at the... Uh, what, what was the old uh, doctor, the old uh, talk show doctor that gave advice? Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil, no. Dr. Dr. Ruth. Oz? Dr. Ruth. Oh, Dr. Ruth, she was very crazy. Love these of Dr. Ruth. Here we are at the Dr. Ruth hour. No, regardless, though, uh, Mike Krzyzewski, 41 years at the helm for the Duke Blue Devils. I know it was probably shocking for uh, the larger sporting uh, public. I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm so special, I know something that you guys don't know, but I do have a couple really close coaching colleagues or or guys that are in the coaching business that are good friends of mine, good sources of mine, that have communicated to me some certain things. So one of my good friends is an assistant at a Power 5 program uh, in the SEC. And he told me all year during the COVID year that that, uh, there's this conference call between all the most powerful 
head coaches at the top basketball schools in the country. And they would let some of the assistants tune in so they could sort of get the the state of affairs. The down low, if you will. As it were, yeah, exactly. In in the wider world of of Division One basketball, yes, sir. And he communicated to me multiple times that Mysterzewski was fully fed up with operations as they were going. Whether it was the specific operations of the uh, last couple months via the pandemic, or whether it was broad operations in terms of the way the NCAA operates, the way that everything from TV rights to the NCAA tournament payouts to any, anything in between worked out. I also think that Mike Krzyzewski had the most solid identity of any head coach in all of college sports. He had the most solid, um, what is this program about definition of any program in all of Division I men's college sports. And then Mike Krzyzewski actually went against his own way of being a couple years ago. Mike Krzyzewski realized that my way of doing it, my way of recruiting and developing four- to five-year guys that are high academic achievers and are great college basketball players, doesn't matter if they're going to the NBA, we're doing it the Duke way. That went out the window a couple years ago when he realized that he needed to go down the one-and-done route. Well, he did it. He got one of the best one-and-done teams since the Fab Five when he had Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. Mm -hmm. But then they got bounced in the Sweet 16, and they didn't win a national championship. And these last two years, they haven't been any good. That's all to say that I know that it was sort of shocking because he's been such an institution when he resigned or retired, I guess, earlier this week. But I was not surprised whatsoever. But what say you about Mike Krzyzewski stepping away? I'm not surprised. I, You know, it's uh, it's one of those things I'm going to face here in about 20 years. You just get, you start losing connective tissue to the kids around you. And the generations that I feel that are, are coming are just not of the same ilk and nature that Coach K is used to, used to coaching and that's not a negative thing or it's not a positive thing it's a very indifferent thing it's just called it the challenges of of just being too old for the game outside the other part of that is i think coach he's tired what else does he have to prove like right he's he's done it all at a very high level for a very long time whether it's it's college or or the you know the usa basketball program which he has infused life and 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 love back into so this man might just be he might just be done he, he just might be ready what if he's not done because that's if, the speculation that's now that's right the speculation now. i was and that when i say done dot 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 at Duke. Right. Exactly. And this is where it gets so muddy. Yes. And this is where the media... Start, and, and, start and I, slinging it, brother. I am a career media guy. I stick up for journalism and journalistic ethics, but I will also say there's been a gigantic fracturing in the industry where myself and people that I respect are a lot different than a lot of the people that I think are uh, promoting false narratives. That said, when Mike Krzyzewski retired, the Boston Celtics also lost out in the first round of the NBA playoffs. In the meantime, the Utah Jazz were on the ropes by the Memphis Grizzlies. They have since earned the gentleman's sweep, and the Jazz are into the conference semifinals as the top seed. Mm -hmm. But the number one narrative when Mysheshevsky left was, who's the next coach at Duke? The number one candidate was Quinn Snyder, who is the head coach for the Utah Jazz. Quinn Snyder was an All-American player at uh, Duke back Mm -hmm. in the late 1980s. By the way, actually went to high school with one Travis DeCure, the head coach of the University of Montana men's basketball team at Mercer Island. The fountain of knowledge <laughs> continues to spout forth, ladies and gentlemen. But Quinn, Quinn Snyder was once upon a time Gatorade Player of the Year uh, nationally out of Mercer Island High School. But regardless, a lot of speculation that Quinn Snyder was going to go to Duke. But then the speculation started that maybe it was, just, it was a deadline deal. And Quinn Snyder goes to Duke. Coach K goes to Utah. Meanwhile, Brad Stevens is on the hot seat. Speculation that Coach K might go to the uh, Celtics. All I worry about is that when we already have seen this play out a couple times, Rick Pitino and John Calipari yes, are, two of, are two of the 10 best college coaches of all time. Yes. And, and probably two of the four best of the modern era. I mean, Rick, yes. Rick Pitino has been to the end of the tournament with five yep. different teams. He's been Absolutely. to the final four with four. Multiple teams he's been yep. he's won national championship with two. I think he's the only coach to win national championship with yeah. two. Those Cal- two, yeah, there's Cal- a couple and, others. And out Calipari there. has been to the championship yep. with two different schools and he's won multiple national championships with Kentucky. They both fell flat on their face, and that was after they were they were young mm-hmm. with not so many preconceived notions. I just think of Coach K. If you give Mike Krzyzewski the Olympic team, he's mm-hmm. going to win a gold medal. If you Easily. give Mike Krzyzewski the Boston Celtics, I just don't know how he navigates it. I don't because you're also dealing dealing with young college men versus 
hard grizzled cagey veterans there's there's a there's a huge jump uh in in expectation interaction communication and those tactics may not work on the next level we see it in college football all the time we absolutely do there, there's there's a different level of established trust too bingo because if you're bringing a if you're bringing even if Zion I mean Zion Williamson was one of the most famous people in America when he was 16 years old yes I mean his YouTube channel and all his dunks I mean everybody knew who Zion was before yep. he ever went to Duke yep. But you're still recruiting that kid at his house. You're still having dinner at his mother's table. Yep. You're still looking his dad in the eye and saying, I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to make him go to class. I'm going to make sure he's disciplined. Yep. I'm going to still treat him like a kid until he becomes a man. It's a totally different ballgame in the NBA. You don't recruit Jason Tatum. You don't recruit Jalen Brown. You don't know who the front office is going to sign. You don't know who your backup point guard is. Nope. They're not fitting it to your system. They're nope. fitting it to the salary cap. That's it. You got it. And they're, and the biggest problem is, though, is Mike Krzyzewski makes $10 million a year at Duke. You can speculate all you want what Duke players make. They make more than zero. I promise you that. But it ain't nowhere close to $10 million a year. <laughs> no. Well, guess what? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both make $30 million a year. Yeah. So why are they going to listen to you? No, they're making $10 million having Slim Jim endorsements. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying? There's, 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 and this is where the the round peg and the square hole, or or the you know the opposite of that comes into play. The other thing is, guys like Coach K, you have decimated college careers outside of the world of Duke. Like right. there's that weird like retribution factor. Like some guys, they may not want to play for you because of who you are and where you came from. True. So there's there's that as well, and that's and that is when your success undermines you. It's why that most of the best NBA coaches are guys like, I'm not saying he's one of the best coaches, but it fits the mold. Teron Liu or, um, I mean, even Doc Rivers. Guys mm-hmm. guys that were sort of average NBA players, but they understand the lifestyle. They understand what it takes to be a pro. And that's what they're emphasizing to you. They're not right. trying, they're trying to teach you how to be a professional. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do your mm-hmm. job. It's up to you how good you become. That's mm-hmm. all. It's not about like, morals and ethics and and culture and all this. No, no, no. It's about, hey, how hard are you working? This is what I need from you. I get it when you're going through this. What I mean, that's why Phil Jackson's the greatest coach of all time, man. Yep. It's not X's and O's. It's it's the Zen master. It's it's sitting there doing yoga to make sure Dennis Rodman only disappears for three days in Vegas instead of three months <laughs> in Vegas, right? That's what it is though, man. Yeah. Well there's also something too. Culturally you're dealing with something you coach at Duke. Right. That is the Harvard of the southeast for sure so you're 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 dealing with with kids of of certain backgrounds that are going to fall in line you're going to deal with some 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 grown some grown men who 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 aren't of that nature and they're going to tell you where to put your stuff quick no question i think that my shishetsky should not coach in the nba agreed that's my final take i also think that though the one thing is that Duke encompasses that one spot that I shouldn't say one one percent. You mean it's, it's part of that? It's part of the lexicon, though. Where at my mother has always been on me. Don't say you hate anything. Hate is bad. Well, there's a difference between hate and sports hate. Well, oh yeah, Duke, Duke, the New York Yankees. I'm trying to think of other things, but they define sports hate. And when I say I hate Duke, it's because I love Duke. Cause I'll watch Duke. You love to hate them. I'll love. I'll watch Duke every single time they're on TV. Every yeah. time. Why? Yeah. Cause I Cause know exactly good. who I'm going for. You're <laughs> not Duke. Not Duke. Exactly opposite. <laughs> I feel you on that. New York Yankees versus anybody. I know. I'm watching. Who am I going for? Not the Yankees. Our friendship's over. <laughs> we we were cool until ten seconds ago. Regardless, I don't mean to offend you with your New York uh, allegiance, but all I'm saying is that I think that it's a. Uh, Great career by Mike Krzyzewski. He should not tarnish it by trying to go to the NBA. Agreed. And I think that Duke will have a hard time ever returning to the standard that is achieved because how do you? You you can't. You can't. You can't. I mean, how many coaches has Indiana fired since Bobby Knight was out? I mean, it just it goes on and on and on and on. And I think that so, at some point you got to accept the fact that it, it is about not just a person but a philosophy, a culture. Well, it's also, when you think about collegiate sports, it's the institution within the institution. Right. And that's what that's what makes collegiate sports so amazing and the affiliation and relationships with coaches of the long-term variety such a, a, a beautiful sports novel, so to say. The best and worst of Duke, as well as why don't Montana Gatorade Players of the Year in boys basketball For give real. a better shot. All that and more next. Nuanas Now.
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula. I called the one and only Gus Tutel. On my way to the show today. Toots. He didn't answer, of course. But then he promptly called me back three times, even though I had already called somebody else. So I got on the phone with him. I said, what are you doing? I said, I'm drowning in the Atlantic Ocean. I said, you're talking on the phone in the ocean? He said, yeah, bro, I'm just back floating. And I was like, what are you doing? Anyways, Ryan Tutel is outside of North Carolina somewhere. Floating in the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, all the songs from today's show are a dedication to him because they're songs that he picked and they're songs that have been in the rotation since for years. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Stanky Leg. That's right, old Stanky Leg. Hopefully someday he comes back to us. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Rajim Seabrook hey. in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for listening today. Thanks so much for spending some time on a Friday. Wear your sunscreen. I'm telling you, we had an interview last week with the gal, Kira Huck from the American Health Association, telling us all about melanoma. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, whatever. If you're going to do anything, just put sunscreen on your ears, man. Just, just your ears, because it doesn't matter, man. Put it on your ears and your nose. Nose, yeah. Because that's where you're going to get a little bit of, of UV damage. It doesn't matter the tone of your skin. Mm-hmm. You might be able to handle the, the, the sun, the color, whatever, except for on those delicate places where the skin is really, 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 really thin. thin. And you don't want that UV to damage it and then get melanoma because I'm telling you, man, melanoma, bad, 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 bad. You don't want it. So screen up if you're outside this weekend. On a positive note, though, if you missed anything in the show, we had a fun show. We've been talking. Great show. Coach K's legacy. Talking about our Father's Day giveaway at the Coeur Stand Play Resort. I'm heading over there tomorrow morning. Lucky. Missoula Sentinel and their domination of Class AA sports this year. As well as the Wear It for Barrett Foundation encouraging all young people and all people, period. Any sort of sport where you're rollerblading, roller skating, skateboarding, riding your bike, whatever. Wear a helmet. That's it. That's all you got to do. Wear a helmet. Wear it for Barrett.org. You can go make contributions Further education as well as contributing helmets to people across the great state of Montana. You can find all of today's show and more on our podcast channel, N-U-A-N-E-Z. The podcast is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate at Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. All right, so, Regime, here's the news hook. Drew Wyman from Great Falls High. Big fella. Named the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. Drew Wyman was awesome, man. Uh, we showed a highlight reel of his on this show when Sean Rainey was in studio uh, a while back. <laughs> I don't mean demean Montana athletes. I actually think Montana athletes are amazing. I think they're some of the best in the country in certain ways. But it's been a minute since I've seen a highlight reel like that where you got uh, you know a 6'4 power forward from Great Falls dunking like he's dunking. I mean, he's Dunking, dunking on people, like man. Ferocious. For real. They're like, this dude has like 35 plus inch vertical, maybe 40 inch vertical. He's dunking on people. Super athlete, but he's also a great scorer. He's not just a dunker. He's a great scorer. He's averaged 20 plus points per game. He got great fall side. All the state championship game this year. So he's the Montana Gary Player of the Year. Congratulations to Drew Wyman. But I was thinking about this. The Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in girls basketball in Montana every year is baseline. Going to go to the Bobcats or the Grizzlies every but, year, but a lot of times every year they're going to Stanford like Jocelyn Tinkle or Gonzaga like Ellie Tinkle or you know Oregon State like Kristen Tillman or whatever. I mean, there's uh, Wyoming like Olivia Roberts. Like, there's all sorts of great examples of them going even above the Big Sky Conference. In the meantime, on the men's side, 
So every once in a while, you got Raleigh Wooster, who's a two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Montana. He's going to Utah State. Now he's at Utah. Okay, that's awesome. But oftentimes, I mean, to my knowledge, and maybe I haven't done my research enough yet, but Drew Wyman, I, I don't think he, ha- he has offers from Frontier Schools and stuff, but I don't think he has any Division One offers. And that sort of stuff drives me crazy, man. I think part of it is that there's a larger pool of boys to pick from That's for true. those sports than there are and there's a larger women. there's a larger recruiting budget too there is a the larger Montana schools have like right now Travis DeCure's done such a great job of rebuilding his whole budget mm-hmm. so he can go recruit Seattle and Oakland very hard and you're going to find great players there my whole argument though is that just give this dude an opportunity on your team because he's not going to be an instant impact contributor he's not like some four-star recruit that's going to come and start right away but he's a Montana guy he's going to grind right. it out and he's got potential to be good enough to be at the very least in your rotation by the time he's a junior or a senior oh easily I, I but back to back to your original question and to answer that point I think that when you look at standouts on men's teams it's usually the the shooting guard is good because of somebody else like it, it or it's a system thing. Women's basketball, when there's a standout, she she is usually so good. That's true. So good that you can't but not ignore her because she is, you know, she's kind of the linchpin to make the rest of the team go as opposed to the team making the one go. And the skill development is applicable too. It'll translate. Absolutely. Nuanas now, Rajim Seabrook, Coulter Nuanas. We do this every Friday together. We're going to keep doing it on Monday as well. Check back with us 4 p.m. Monday afternoon. In the meantime, be safe. Be well. Have it's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.